Taliban mocks US troops as they dress up in their gear. A socialist Twitch streamer buys a $3 million home in Hollywood. Australia is having a massive protest that seems to be leading to a revolution. And Taylor Green wants Biden impeached after what happened in Afghanistan. We're going to get into all this more in just one second, but please drop the video a like, subscribe to the post notifications on new every single day. If you can, go support my show right now. These, a lot of these episodes have been getting demonetized. So if you want to support me, click that share button, click the like button. Also, you can become a channel member on YouTube, Facebook, or even Patreon. Be greatly appreciated. Now let's get right into this. So this is a photo of the Taliban wearing USA gear, mocking US troops. This alone should be Biden's removal from office. And it's that famous photo of US troops uh, hoisting up the American flag. And there's a Taliban dressed up in USA gear hoisting up, I guess, the Taliban flag. Now, they also put out a propaganda video mocking us, uh, wearing all of, apparently this is all the U.S. troop gear and armor and weaponry, and they're, they're putting out videos, they're doing, I guess, Afghanistan news coverage, they're driving around and all of our stuff. They're, it's just, a, they, what Biden did was completely, fully equipped a terrorist army. And gave them a country with resources. Absolutely insane. So the Taliban mocks American and propaganda video that shows its fighters dressed in U.S. Army uniform and gear. Now, this is from Business Insider posted onto Yahoo. So the Taliban has released a propaganda video featuring its fighters wearing U.S. uniform and gear. The insurgents have captured billions of dollars worth of U.S. equipment left behind by fleeing Afghan soldiers. Okay, whatever. A designated global terrorist gave a sermon in Kabul, Kabul while carrying a U.S. assault rifle. The Taliban has released a propaganda video in which its fighters appear to be dressed up in stolen U.S. military uniforms and carrying U.S.-made assault rifles. The video, with a musical soundtrack, was aired on propaganda channels affiliated with the insurgent groups. It said that the group has deployed an elite unit of Baradi-313 to guard the locations in Kabul, Kabal, whatever, I don't know how to pronounce nothing. The uniforms, uh, the uniforms and weapons brandished in the men appear to be taken from stockpiles of U.S. special forces and provided to the Afghan military. The insurgents are seen wielding M4s and M16 assault rifles, wearing bulletproof vests and helmets with night vision goggles, reports that. Now, this is the thing. Is even if we were to send our troops back in there, they're going to be dealing with a 10 times harder time now. Because you can't just go and carpet bomb them. They're, they're going to be using... Uh, innocent civilians is, is shields. This is in stark contrast to the group's signature uniform of turbans, trainers, and AK-47s. The Taliban took control of Afghanistan in a sweeping offense that accumulated in the fall of the capital city on Sunday. Insurgents easily defeated Afghan forces, and reports suggest that having since captured billions of dollars worth of U.S. weapons left behind by fleeing soldiers. And this shows April, like there, it's a picture of the Taliban control, and they just completely took over by August 16th. Extremely rapidly. Taliban's armies, arms uh, uh, seizures embarrass U.S. Social media images show Taliban fighters carrying M4s, M14s, and even sniper weapons driving around in iconic U.S. Humvees is in one video apparently wearing U.S.-style for Okay. Uh, I mean, hey, what else is there left to say? Absolutely insane. Absolutely disgusting. Uh, th this is what happens when you elect Democrats. So dear Democrats that are out there hopefully watching this and hopefully waking up, be sure to make sure you vote for Trump again. When he's running again, be sure to say sorry. We'll wait for your apologies because everything we told you was going to happen is literally happened. 
So a socialist commentator, Hazan Piker, faces backlash for buying a nearly $3 million home in Hollywood. Now, normally I don't talk about this stuff, but this guy is a Chank Uger's nephew, and he went on, after leaving the Young Turks, he went on to having a very successful Twitch career. Now, first off, I have to say, good for him. Good job. You know, you, you made it. You're buying a $3 million home in Hollywood. Not sure how much that really gets you out there, but good for you. You know, you're successful. You're a success. You know, you, you sit around on Twitch, you watch other people's content, you react to it, and then kids send you money. It's cool. You know, hey, good for you. You're doing it. The problem is, it is hypocritical for someone who who's out there wearing, uh, you know, eat the rich or tax the rich, whatever it is, t-shirts. Um, it's just kind of ironic that you become the very thing that you built your career off of criticizing. It's just completely ironic, but it's good for you. Like, congrats. So left-winger, and we're going to go through his response on Twitter and just how he just doesn't get the point because the left is actually eating him alive. Left-wing influencer Sam Piker is facing a wave of backlash after the news service that he had bought nearly $3 million home in West Hollywood. Another thing is, haven't you realized so many socialists are getting super rich off of socialism? Like, look at Bernie Sanders, for example. He's selling books about socialism, making tens of millions of dollars. Charlotte... Outlet Dirt reported last week that Piker bought the house, a 3,800-square-foot Mediterranean-style home located in Beverly Grove uh, neighborhood. The home was five bedrooms and five and a half baths. Piker's host video stream on Twitch and worked for the Young Turks. Some of the Twitter suggested new investment was hypocritical given his left-wing stance. Um, We're just going to go right to what he was saying. Um... He tweeted out on live and broadcasting from the socialist renter's house where I'll be doing, I don't even know what he's saying there, but I want to go through some of his responses to people. So he said, uh, he, oh gosh, let me see. Because he, he was responding back to people where he was actually getting mad at the people on the left for criticizing him. And he was basically saying, well, you know, Big Gates and Jeff Bezos have more money than me. So someone said, if you're rich, it's the fact, uh, it is in fact immoral to not donate a significant amount of money to charity. And he said, I do donate, some public, most not. However, this is a fucking brain dead take that keeps dumb butts thinking that Bill Gates is a good guy, by the way. I admit, I probably came across too aggro at this random person, but the necessity of charity is an indication of systemic failure. It is still useful to help out mutual aid organizations in the short term, but that's how you solve the structural problems. The rich also use it as a tax shelter. I just, I just find that funny. It's like, well, what does Bill Gates support? <laughs> oh, Bill Gates is evil? What does he support and what is he, is he funding? Oh, socialism, just like you. <laughs> I mean, like, come on. And I, I love how these leftists, uh, when it comes to their engagement on Twitter, 23,000 likes, 280 comments. That's just, in, like, that's it, unnatural. It's, it's mostly bots. It's mostly stan accounts that are just flooded in there to like. Look, 35,000 likes, less than 500 replies. Someone said, in the future, I would be replacing my 211 Toyota Camry Sport Edition with leather-heated seats, and I cannot wait to hear what kind of wonderful, intelligent discourse that will spring on here. Uh, He's saying, Hassan, no one cares that you bought a nice house. They care because you constantly blank on other people for doing things like 
with their money and pretend capitalism is awful, yet it's given you opportunities you have now. Big fan, often disagree, but but you usually. And that's the thing is like, like do, do these people not realize that they're pro- they're promoting socialism? They're making millions of dollars off of socialism in a free market, off of a platform owned by the richest person in the world, based through capitalism. It's through capitalism that he's able to make millions of dollars and buy luxurious homes and luxurious stuffs and live a life of luxury while crapping on. Well, it's always the people above you. That's the thing. It's always going to be someone above him. They're the real problem. Oh, I'm making millions of dollars a year. I'm not the problem. It's the people making billions of dollars a year. Um, someone said, keep advocating for higher taxes on the rich, including yourself via property tax. I really don't see the issue. He goes, listen, if you're mad at me, tax the F out of people like me, I would get so mad. Uh, most people who are criticizing you aren't exactly saying that, but sure. Let me see what they responded to. So he said, Breitbart shaking hands with left-wing Twitter weirdos. Um, And their agreement is, socialism is when no house. So I guess Breitbart put an article out, uh, basically, you know, showcasing how the left people on Twitter are eating him alive. And now he seems to be eating up his own audience uh, by calling out left-wing Twitter folks, which those are the people literally donating money to him. And I guess that's the way socialism is designed to work. Now, here's the thing. In a socialist society, they want they want people to all pull their money and their earnings together and redistribute and divide. But what these socialist influencers do, and what we notice is, I would have to say the vast majority of socialist influencers tend to be Twitch influencers. Very rarely do I see them like this on a show. Uh, that's it, it, This show is not successful, let's be real. But you will very rarely see... Someone on the level of Steven Crowder and Ben Shapiro on the left with a YouTube and a Facebook show like this. And I think the closest ones you can get to is the Young Turks, and their numbers are completely abysmal, completely awful, and they had to downsize their entire company multiple times. So those are the the people on the left, people who have shows like this and actually contribute and, you know, produce this type of content. I guess, you know, each his own, you know, it's a free market, so whatever people want to consume and put their dollar towards, it's up to them. It's free markets with the beauty about it. But the point I'm getting at is leftist influencers tend to be big Twitch influencers. And how do you make money on Twitch? Well, for the most part, people are just giving you cash. Like, oh, wow, I like your opinions. Here is just a bunch of money. And they're taking it collectively. And you would think in this socialist system uh, the the theory of socialism is it, you're kind of taking all this money and you're redistributing it to people. You know, like, hey, if, if you're going to take a group of a thousand people and they're all going to pool their money together, and now let's just say they have a million dollars, they'll redistribute that, you know, at least somewhat evenly amongst each other. But that's how it's designed to work in theory. But how it works in actual practice, it's people pooling their money in and it's a very few, very handful of people at the top taking the, inc- the increasing bulk of that money. And that's happened before with other companies. Uh, I believe it happened with Ben & Jerry's. I do want to get a confirmation on the story first before I really talk about it too much because I remember reading it not too long ago. I actually read it a couple times, but I do want to, to find out a more confirmation on it. Um, but basically what happened is uh, the Ben & Jerry's company, they used to have this ratio where they wouldn't pay the 
lowest paid employee any less than X percent of the highest paid employee. And over time, as the company grew, they had to expand that ratio so much to the point where they had to completely get rid of the ratio because they couldn't get CEOs to work there. And then what happened is, you know, they had to get rid of it. They had to pay their CEOs. But at the same time, they're not dividing up any of their revenue share or any of their profit amongst employees. They're sitting back on on their heavy, big tens, hundreds of millions of dollars worth in their bank account from profits while they're just paying everybody cheap money. So in theory, you would think the way for that to work is all the profits should get pooled into a pool. And then that gets distributed back to people based on their job and based on their percent ratio of their contribution to the company. And that would make sense. Everyone gets their, gets a profit share of the profits. That's how it should be worked in theory. The socialism should be worked in theory. And hey, if a company wants to do that, like go for it, that, go for it, try it out, see how it works. But in practice, it didn't work like that because the people running the show, the people controlling it are like, wow, this is a big pool of money. I don't want to give them jack crap. And that's how it works in practice, theory versus practice. Now, Please, full disclaimer, don't know if that is 100% true or not. Um, I still want to double check and confirm it, but I'm kind of just ranting. I'll do research on it and I'll get back to you, but I believe like, that, 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 it, that is it. That is the story, but I could be wrong. So if I'm going to face backlash from that, I just want to throw that out there. Um, let me see. I mean, uh, he did say some other dumb stuff. I guess he just really doesn't get it. Ethan Klein came to his defense, uh, because you know, the, the real evil rich person is Jeff Bezos, the guy giving them the ability to make millions and millions of dollars a year. Um, the real problem is the guy that's through capitalism created a company that allows them to criticize socialism for a for a capitalistic profit. Like the, the amount of hypocrisy is like is like it's like totally insane. So this is what's going on in Australia right now. It seems like a revolution is starting to brew. These are anti-lockdown protesters clashing with the police. Now, I guess an unofficial story that I wrote I read about it um, is that these people were peacefully protesting until the police started opening fire at rubber bullets and pepper spray. Whether or not that's true, I don't know, uh, but we're going to read the some of these articles that are coming out about this protest. So let's read the one here. We got either the New York Times or CNN. Let's read the headlines first. Australia suffers its worst day of COVID-19 pandemic as anti-lockdown protests flare. So it's it's the protesters' fault. It's the worst it could be, but can you believe these protesters? Um, New York Times writes, Protest against COVID restrictions turn violent in Melbourne, Australia. So let's go let's go to the, the New York Times one first. Let's read it through. So Australia, protesters in Melbourne demonstrate against COVID restrictions on Saturday, clashed with the police and used pepper spray to disperse them. Several officers were injured and hundreds of people were arrested, the police said. More than four thousand people joined the protest. One of the number of anti-lockdown demonstrations that were held Saturday in Australia cities. Australian cities protesters in Melbourne, most of whom appeared not to be wearing masks, charged police lines, threw objects at officers, and set off flares, according to news reports and footage posted social media. Now, me personally, I'm all for peaceful protesting. I don't really think that you should uh, be going to war, but also uh, at the same exact time, we don't know the full circumstances. These people have clearly had enough. They're instituting the most tyrannical, most strictest lockdown orders you know, they're literally being taken away if they test positive. Uh, it's insane. And I think that that seems to be like it could be kind of the breaking point. And you got to kind of hope officers of the law 
uh, end up joining the side of freedom. It's it's absolutely insane. It's like people can only peacefully protest so much. That granted, I'm not giving them excuses. I, I would want to know the full details of the situation before saying, yeah, I guess I guess it makes sense. Um, also, what what came first, you know, the chicken or the egg? You know, didn't who did the police officers open fire first? You know, was it justified? You know, there's there's all these questions we have to ask before having a definitive uh, statement on things. So. Four officers were treated for concussions, one for a broken thumb, and two others for possible broken noses, according to the police in the state of Victoria, which includes Melbourne. Another officer was treated at the scene for a cut on the neck. The police said it was the first time officers had been forced to use a range of non-lethal options to disperse an anti-lockdown protest in Melbourne, which is seen as a number of demonstrations against restrictions. Officers fired pellets and pepper spray, while the it's funny, because if the same exact thing happened to Black Lives Matter, it would be, all oh, the police are evil, the police, even during lockdown, even during lockdowns, Black Lives Matter was out there burning city, like, they were anti-lockdown protesters, guess what, they don't burn cities down, they're gonna march in the street and chant and demand freedom. BLM, on the other hand, leftists, on the other hand, they go in, they're going to rob, they're going to graffiti, they're going to make a hard time, they're going to try to go down residential areas, the police are going to try to divert them, hey, at least burn down the businesses, don't burn down the residential areas, um, hey, you know, and then, you know, the police have to use force because it's a very violent situation, and the media will, and this will be during lockdowns, and then the media will make it out to be Black Lives Matter are heroes, COVID doesn't exist. But as soon as anti-lockdown protesters go out there, evil, evil, stay home, blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, 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 they're clashing with the police. The police are the good guys now. Hey, that's the thing is their, their entire agenda is just a massive sliding scale. So while there were some peaceful protesters in attendance, the majority of those who attended came with violence in mind, the police said in a statement. Earlier Saturday, Daniels Andrews, a premier of Victoria, extended Melbourne's lockdowns, which have been in place since early August, to the entire state after 17 new cases were detected. 17 cases, and they're going to have massive tyrannical lockdowns. Restrictions in Melbourne were also tightened. Child care is now only available to essential workers, and these authorities are recommending that children wear masks. A much smaller protest was held on Saturday in Sydney. That is the thing. It, it's human nature, especially now, to, well, it's human nature for, I guess, the people who are not brainwashed to reject, um, I guess, tyrannical control. Now, we, what we've seen all throughout history is man's urge to control the fellow man. And I think there's probably three types of people. There are those who have the control and the urge to control fellow man. There's the fellow man who does not want to be controlled. You know, you can't put no strings on me. We'll fight back. You know, that's how America was founded. That's how a lot of countries were founded, actually. And then there are the people who just submit to the brainwashing and are easily manipulated and easily controlled. It's as simple as that. I mean, they advocate for the people at the top. Like, please, king, please, ruler, rule us all. Tell us what to do. And the king's up there. Okay, well, do, I want you to do this and do that. And then the people who don't want to be controlled are like, wait, no, no, no. So that, that's, that's what happens. And that's what happens for the most part. It's been happening all throughout human history. Now, then there are all those some other people who would have respect for the people in charge and be like, you know what, I, I'll kneel to you. I respect you. You're going to lead us into greatness. And you know what? 
I'd have to say, well, if you're taking it upon your own free will and you're like, hey, you know what? I, I picked you as my leader. Yeah, hey, elections, you know, uh, we're, we're picking, they're not our, our ruler. They're our leader. You know, we, hey, we pick Trump. Like, we trust you to lead us, but you're not going to control us. The difference there. Democrats, we trust you to rule us. It's the difference. Roughly 250 people attended the Cindy protest, vastly outnumbered the 1,500, I think they did their numbers wrong, 1,500 patrolling the streets. Officials said 47 people were arrested and 260 tickets were issued for violations of COVID restrictions. The authorities in Sydney had bared, I love how, um, I love how they were just arrested for COVID restrictions and not for, you know, burning the city streets down like BLM. About 5,000 people attended a peaceful protest on Saturday in, in Brisbane with, where no restrictions are in place, according to local police. If I had to guess, um, what probably happened is they were probably peacefully protesting, and since they were breaking lockdowns, uh, I bet you the police probably maybe had to start using force to enforce the lockdowns, though, again, not 100% confirmed, uh, may not even be true. Um, just, you know, throwing some ideas out there. This is in Australia, and we're definitely not going to get any fair media coverage of what's going on out there. This is something I guess like the mainstream media would have to help us out when it comes to the coverage, uh, but we can't really trust them. So we'll see what comes out out of Australia. I tend to, um, whenever I see videos coming out from other countries, I tend not to really like care too much for them because... They can easily be, I guess, you know, what we've seen when the COVID first hit is all these videos coming out of from China of people dropping dead in the streets. Oh, no, look, it's, the virus is going to kill us all, blah, blah, blah. It was all BS. And I knew it was BS from the start, but a lot of people fell for it. A lot of people on the right fell for it, too. And a lot of people on the right were supporting lockdowns. A lot of prominent Republicans out there, a lot. I don't think I forgot. I know all their names, the ones that supported lockdowns because they thought COVID-19 was absolute doomsday. Those people helped get us into this situation, and now they're all like, oh, we got to stop this, you got to do this, blah, blah, blah. You know, now they're back on our side. But there were a lot of prominent Republican influencers out there, those of them that you probably still follow and watch today, that were for lockdowns. Um, what else? So we're going to go into the next article about CNN. Uh, Australia suffers its worst day of COVID-19 pandemic as anti-lockdown protests flare. You know what? Yeah, it's probably just the same exact article. Uh, neighboring state of Victoria, 61 cases. Wow, 61 cases. I'm going to go to Worldometers real quick. And let's see. I'm just curious about Australia. Um, let's see. Worldometer, coronavirus. Let's see what we got here. Well, definitely we're not seeing the daily case spike as much as it was when it initially spiked, or even the same thing with the deaths. Um, I wonder if they're going to do these types of charts for the flu. Probably not. Now, let's see. Let's go down. Austria. Is Australia even on this list? Did I accidentally skip it? Or is it all the way down at the bottom? Uh, maybe I can type it in. Let's see. Uh, how do you spell Australia? There we go. Wow, total cases, 43,000 cases in Australia. Less than 1,000 deaths. 
absolutely insane. And that's what's instituting this massive lockdown. So coronavirus daily cases, I guess they hit around 700 daily cases. Wow, the humanity. Daily deaths, one, two, three, four, nine. All the humanity. What are they going to do? Massive lockdowns, massive lockdowns. That's the only way to get out of this is to um, restrict the freedoms of your fellow man to save literally counting on probably two hands of old, sick, and already dying people. Hey, and another thing is, if I was an old man and if I was very susceptible to COVID and if I had, you know, some pre-existing illnesses and conditions... Please do not shut the entire world down to help me live an extra year of my life. Please don't rob kids of their childhood just to help me get an extra one year out of my life. I would gladly die a year or two, even five years early, if it means freedom for more people. If it means a childhood for more for, for, for the youth growing up. I would gladly take five years off my life for that. And I hope a lot of other people would think the same exact way. I feel like my grandparents would. But leftists, on the other hand, Democrats, on the other hand, are very selfish. They'll rather your kids not have a childhood for their own selfish needs. And the Democrat politicians are going to go with it because they get to push off their entire agenda. That's the world we're living in. So Rep. Taylor Greene wants to impeach Biden after what happened in Afghanistan. On Friday, Taylor Greene uh, presented three impeachment resolutions against President Joe Biden, focusing on the withdrawal of U.S. troops from Afghanistan and other offenses. She tweeted out, Today, I introduced three impeachment resolutions against Joe Biden for his um, delegation of, of duty in Afghanistan, his violation of immigration law causing the national security crisis on the border, and us surprising the congressional power by ignoring... Uh, uh, whatever, okay. Um, and that got 14,000 likes, 2.4 thousand comments. Uh, that's, you know, that that's, see the difference when a right-wing person tweets out versus a left-wing person tweets out? If this was a left-wing person, there'll be 13,000 likes and probably like 100 comments. And she's got... 2.4 thousand. Granted, it's a lot of people in agreement and probably a lot of people in disagreement. Green has accused Biden, uh, okay, let's see. In seven months short, Joe Biden has caused Americans to lose the respect of the entire world. The evidence is clear and his actions are egregious, and he must be impeached. Now, want to hear an unpopular opinion, guys? Want to hear a completely unpopular opinion? And you guys are probably going to get mad at me. Oh, uh, we need to impeach Biden. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I think dealing with an impeachment of Biden is a waste of time and a complete grift for attention. Okay, and Taylor Green, guess what? She does it best. I have nothing wrong against her. She does these attention grifts pro better than any other person in Congress right now. Whenever there's like a, a story of some, I guess you know, a, a, an empty you know platitude, just just a stunt, a thing to do that Republicans are emotional about, she's very good at doing those things. Just like the failure of the Trump impeachments, just like the failure of the first time she tried to impeach Biden. Nothing will happen. Nothing will come from it. It is a waste of time, a waste of energy, and we need to work all of our energy on securing future elections. That needs to be, because guess what? Oh, first off, that impeachment resolution is going to hit the floor. Every single Democrat is going to instantly reject it. 
And you're going to have a bunch of Republicans rejecting it too. You're probably going to get, what, 25%, 30% people voting in favor of it. Then, hey, even if you get the majority of it, then it goes to the Senate. Good, not going to win that one, I can tell you that much. And then even if, even if you do win that, now you got Kamala Harris as president. And you're just literally in the same exact, probably an even worse position than you were in before. But hey, you got Biden out of office. And that, that, that's quite literally a pipe dream. It is something that will never happen. You will never, Biden will never be impeached. And then he'll never be removed from office by the Senate. That will absolutely never, ever happen in a billion years, okay? It just won't happen. Unless, I mean, based on the situation now, that won't happen. Maybe he'll do something else that will get everyone else to turn on him. Who knows? Maybe that's the plan of the left to get Biden out of Who knows? I don't know. But at the current state of time right now, based on the situations at hand, none of that will ever happen. This is, no, it, this is nothing but a grift for attention. And I'm sick of it. I, I'm, that's why I'm calling it out. I call out Republicans like I call out people on the Democrats. Because when I see something that I don't like, I'll call it out. I don't care. And I know a lot of, oh, a lot of Republicans are going to be like, well, don't eat your own. Why are you doing this? Well, you're, you're hurting us if you're saying this. No, 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 no. We need to keep our party in check. I'm not going to go out there and, and, you know, the cancellation of Taylor Green. I'm not going to go, hey, I'm going to treat everybody the same. If I see something I don't like, I'm going to call it out. I'm going to talk about it. If I see someone doing something, I'm going to call it out. I'm going to talk about it. Why? Because me criticizing her, me criticizing stuff even Greg Abbott does, even me criticizing stuff that DeSantis does. If we don't criticize these people, if we don't call them out when we believe that they're wrong, we don't, when we don't call them out on these things, then we don't have our own personal checks and balances within our own party. And I want you like you guys to call me out too. But guess what? 99.9% of my opinions are not based off emotions. They're based off of fact. They're based off of seeing things through. Even when I was out there, and I did not support what was happening at the Capitol. Half of my DMs were flooded with people calling me a fake patriot. And guess what? You know why? You want to know the exact reasons why I said I don't support the Capitol riots? Because, and I said this, play it out. What's going to happen? They're going to use this for the next 10 years to make us out to be evil. They're going to be arresting us. They're going to use it to make us out to be domestic terrorists. They're going to use it against us, against Trump when trying to get Trump. It is a net negative. You're not going to overthrow this country by walking into the halls of the Capitol building. And I was called a fake patriot. I was called a grifter. I was called a rhino for having that opinion. And guess what? My opinion was 100% correct. Why? Because I didn't have an opinion based off of emotion. I didn't do my actions based on emotion. I sat there. I logically thought and I played it out on the possible outcomes of what can happen and what this can lead to. And guess what? The conclusion I came to was a conclusion that was 100% correct, and I want an apology from everyone who was calling me a rhino for that stance because guess what? I was 100% correct. And the last time I called out Taylor Greene about the, the first impeachment, the exact thing that I called out that I said was going to happen exactly happened. So I wanted an apology from everybody else who was criticizing me for calling her out when she did the first impeachment. Guess what? When you don't make your opinions, when you don't do your actions based on emotion and you do them based on facts, logic, reasoning, and thinking things through, you tend to be able to have 
the best possible foresight into what the future outcomes and the future conclusions can be, and you can properly make your decision or your thoughts at that time, knowing and having that proper foresight into the future. But hey, not everyone can think like that. And not everyone consciously thinks like that. And part of my show, and I would say the most number one thing about my show is that I try to do is I want everyone else to start thinking like that. Granted, I get emotional all the time, but it always starts from a logical way of thinking. Then I can get into the emotions of it. But I'm not going to have the emotions pull me one way or another. I'm not going to have my emotions uh, direct my actions and direct my opinions. I'm going to have my logic direct my emotions. Wow, I'm a, I'm a philosophica. <laughs> I'm a philosopher. But I would have to say, a lot of people... My way of thinking, things that I have said, a lot of times when I go against what mainstream media Republicans are saying, what mainstream Republican influencers are saying, what the mainstream consensus of Republicans are, a lot of times I'll say things and I'll get people thinking. I'll get people on the bandwagon of the logical thinking train and not the emotional thinking train. The left thinks with emotions. We need to think with logic. We need to make sure we're not hypocritical. Even when I was going off saying about how um, making... Short, like doing uh, big government orders to one or the other, force restaurants to enforce vaccine IDs or force them not to enforce vaccine IDs. A situation like that, guess what? I changed a lot of minds. I got people at the very least opened and thinking, holy damn, I really did not think about that in that way. I'm glad you brought it up that way. I changed my opinion or wow, interesting take. Never thought about it that way. That's what I try to do on the show. I want to expose you guys to a different way of thinking, a way of thinking you're not going to get from Stephen Crowder, a way of thinking you're not going to get from the comment sections of your favorite Republican influencers, something you're not going to get from Ben Shapiro. I'm trying to expose you guys to a different way of thinking because I want you guys to think. I don't want you guys to think, uh, think of the same opinions the same way. I want you guys to think the same way. Not to have the same opinions the same way. It's difference. I want you guys to think in the same way of thinking that I I go through in my thought process. But if you're coming to different conclusions, that's completely different. That, you know, that's on you. You, know, you, have, you have the right to your own opinions. At the very least, I want people to think the same the same process of thinking. That's it. Anyway, guys, thank you for watching. Let me know if I open your minds or not, or if I enlighten you, or if I help you guys, or if you think the same way, whatever. That would be pretty cool feedback. Um... If you want to give that feedback, if you're on, a, on the podcast app, will be I guess you can leave a review or you can text me. My number should be in the description somewhere. It'll be really cool to know that. Um, or you can leave a comment on YouTube and Facebook. Doesn't matter. Um, thank you for watching. Go subscribe to the flip episode of the show, the Joey Saladino show, and all the podcast apps. If you do support my show, please consider becoming a YouTube channel member or a Facebook channel member or even a Patreon member. That would be greatly appreciated. The show is completely fun and supported by you guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Peace out.